Hey, and welcome to Conversations on the Co-Mission. This is a podcast that talks about the topics, trends, and issues in missions that impact both the missionary and the churches that partner with them. My name is Tony Balava. And I'm your co-host, Stephen Maldoff. Hey, Tony, it's good to be with you again as we tackle another important topic uh, regarding missions and missionaries overseas. Yeah, and looking forward to uh, today's episode. Yeah, of course, because it is about holidays. Everybody likes them. Exactly. One of the things I realized when my family went to Australia was that, you know what, not everyone celebrates U.S. holidays when you're overseas. Surprise. I, I, it seems so obvious, but until you actually live it, you, you don't really <laughs> recognize it. Uh, I remember, you know, for example, Fourth of July. You mean everybody doesn't celebrate Fourth of July? They all got the same <laughs> date, but it has different meanings. You know, in Australia, it was just another day. That took some getting used to. Yeah. You know, and it can be a real issue for missionaries when it comes to holidays that we're used to and then what we do overseas. Mm-hmm. And there can be a kind of a culture shock aspect to sure. the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I think it's important that as a missionary, when you go into that foreign country, we had to consciously remind ourselves we are not here as Americans, though we are U.S. citizens. And even that term Americans can be uh, offensive to a lot of people because, you know, we were in Canada and you call yourself an American. And, and, and some American or some Canadians will refer to people from the U.S. that way, but some will be offended and say, oh, you all think you're, you're, you're so great, you're Americans, but we're part of the North American continent, <laughs> continent as well. It was a conscious effort on our part and something that happened regularly to remind ourselves we're not here as U.S. citizens. Though we be U.S. citizens, we are here as ambassadors for Christ. So there were some things that we had to adapt to and some changes that we made, though we wanted to let our children know about their U.S. citizenship and heritage. And so we we made some adjustments in our family and our lifestyle to hopefully accommodate both and and do kind of like what Paul says, become all thing to all men, that we might by all means win some. It can be a real topic of struggle for Mm -hmm. a missionary family um, and how they deal with U.S. holidays while being overseas Mm -hmm. or even how do they adjust to the holidays of the local place that they're ministering and serving in. And so I'd love, I think it's, it's got some great merit to, to just kind of bring awareness to it because it's not one of those things that people often think about. Right. Give another quick example that it was uh, Thanksgiving time. Mm-hmm. There was a lady in our church in Australia who wanted to try to honor us by mm-hmm. uh, kind of giving us a special cake uh, after okay. a Sunday morning service, even though obviously mm-hmm. Thanksgiving's on Thursdays, but she wanted to do something special sure. for us on that Sunday after. She made this big thing, tried to get the church excited about it, and mm-hmm. it flopped. Like, there's no yeah. joke. It flopped. People were just like, well, mm-hmm. why are we doing this? We're not Americans. We're in Australia. Yeah. And uh, that really, again, was kind of mm-hmm. like a rude awakening to me about the reality of we're not in right. Kansas anymore right. kind, of, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about how how a family, you know, let's just kind of use, just to keep it simple, a United mm-hmm. States family, sure. how they can take what they're used to here growing up in the United States mm-hmm. and then what's some of the best ways that they can celebrate their holidays? Because they still have things they want to celebrate. Sure, absolutely. How do they do it while they're overseas in a different culture? Yeah, I think I think how do you do that holiday? And then also how do you recognize those holidays uh, of the country in which you now are residing? And I think both are important. For us, holidays like the July 4th holiday, that is uniquely a United States kind of celebration. We 
celebrated that. We let our kids know about that. We educated them about what July 4th meant to us as a nation, as the United States. But we did that inside our own home. Uh, we were blessed to have a kind of a fenced-in backyard where if we wanted to have a barbecue and a special day, we did that. We were very conscious not to have a, a flag hanging outside or something, a United States flag. Um, so we were conscious of where we were, but we wanted our kids to have that experience for themselves also. But on the flip side of that, what do you do when it becomes Canada Day? which, by the way, is just a few days away from our July 4th holiday. Mm -hmm. And what do you do? Uh, we are a very, I think, very patriotic family. My son is especially patriotic. He serves our nation in the armed forces. And for him, as even, even as a young boy who just always God had put on his heart, he was going to be in the armed forces, it was difficult for him to participate and recognize another nation's national day mm. and we had to tell him you know it's okay to participate i remember the first time he was asked to participate and sing uh the canadian national anthem he said dad i don't i don't want to do that yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> he's just a boy and he you know his 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 understanding is hey i'm from the united states i sing mm -hmm. our national anthem and so we had to work through a lot of those things with our children yeah my family we didn't celebrate u.s holidays we did not make a big deal of them you know mm -hmm. we kind of went the other route, to the other extreme, maybe to our own detriment, but uh, we didn't do a big thing on Fourth of July. We didn't do a big thing on Thanksgiving. I know a lot of missionaries, one of the things that really helps them is they usually get together sometimes with other missionaries, mm -hmm. kind of like they find that other U.S. missionary right. and celebrate the day with them. And that can become a very encouraging time, a, mm -hmm. a time that they look forward to kind of reconnect with people of their own sure. kind, which is mm -hmm. human nature. We want to connect with people of our own kind and mm -hmm. celebrate around common common interests. And right. so holidays become a very important time. I know uh, many missionaries who gather and they all get down. You may have four, five, six families gather around uh, to be a part of that U.S. holiday that they're celebrating. Right, or any any holiday at all, because most missionaries are going to a place where even even Christmas, which seems to be a worldwide kind of universal holiday, and we're becoming a more and more secular society all the time, but it, it surely has, a, I think, still a different significance here in the United States than it does in other countries. It's a time where missionaries are, are thinking about where they came from, and, and for lack of a better term, I know most missionaries would say, well, that's not my home. But in reality, uh, you know, where you came from is your home. I was just having this conversation with my family the other day, not about holidays, but just mentioning how people have this tendency to go back to their roots. It's kind of a natural thing. And so uh, remember that those missionaries on the foreign field, they are ministering to people who maybe are celebrating their very first Christmas and never experienced Christmas before, and they don't really make a big deal out of it or anything. It gives that missionary just an uh, extra boost of uh, refreshment and maybe relaxation to get around some people who understand where they're coming from, have had those same experiences, and they can fellowship in a way where they can kind of let their guard down a little bit and relax. And I think that's really, really important for a missionary to be able to do. Absolutely. One one thing I know, it, it can have kind of the opposite effect, which is odd, but for some families, missionary families, they can become super discouraged on days of holidays mm -hmm. because 
holidays typically bring traditions. Right. And usually take some of the biggies, Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. as we've already mentioned. And those are big family holidays. So now all of a sudden they are thinking on that specific day, let's say, for example, Christmas. You know, they're there in their new sure. country they're living in mm-hmm. and serving the Lord. But then their mind thinks back to what everyone at home right. is doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I was back in the United States right now, we'd be at grandma's house. Sure. We'd all be gathered Mm-hmm. And that could be a real time of discouragement for missionaries, yep. that feeling of loneliness, that yeah. feeling of here I am all by myself in a foreign country. Everyone is back mm-hmm. in the States at grandma's house, <laughs> yeah. and we're not. Mm-hmm. And so I know it's it's important to just try to encourage right. missionaries during those times. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot that churches can even do to kind of keep, yeah. keep missionaries yeah. in mind right. during that time right. of the year. For sure. I think that, uh, as we mentioned, the the fellowship with other missionaries, if that's a possibility, you know, sometimes it's not. You know, we were in an area of of uh, Quebec where uh, our nearest U.S. missionary was multiple hours away. Travel time, if it's, say it's Christmas holiday, you're not going to get on those icy, snowy roads and travel to the nearest family. But there are some things, I think, that churches— that support and partner with those missionaries that can do and uh, just kind of be mindful of the fact that those missionaries that they have chosen to partner with, that they're co-laborers with, are going through a time that maybe they don't understand being here in the United States, and yet um, there's some things they can do to encourage their missionaries. A simple note, um, maybe, uh, you know, I know that there will be churches who will send a special Christmas box, and and maybe we probably should talk a little bit about whether that's a great idea or not, and and such just because of customs and and duty charges and all yep. that that churches maybe don't expect. But I found, and and I know that my wife will say often, what meant the most to her when we were in a foreign country was when a church simply remembered to acknowledge our children and and maybe send yes. them a Christmas card, and that meant the world to my children. If they got a, a child gets an envelope and it's it's like gold, yep, you know, exactly. it, it the card and all that. That's great. Um, and for my wife, those are some of her very fondest memories of what churches did to remember our children on those special days. And I think it's important that churches in the United States remember to do that on a regular basis. I know we've had churches do that when we're in Australia, send us things, you know, to commemorate U.S. Mm -hmm. holidays, particularly Fourth of July. You know, so they send us the patriotic plates, the the patriotic napkins and paper towels and things like that, uh, which which really is a small gesture, but Mm -hmm. it can be a very meaningful gesture. You know, you mentioned about, you know, maybe giving Christmas boxes and Mm -hmm. things, and I think we just to add a little bit more to that, that you have to know what is the time frame of getting boxes there. Some people ship a box like December 3rd and expect <laughs> it to get to the other side of the world right. in time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to ship that box out by like October mm-hmm. to get there in yeah. in time for Christmas, if even that. Right. Then obviously, as you mentioned, custom duties. Yeah. Sometimes there's a, a payment that that missionary has to put forth to get that box out of custom. Yeah. A lot of third world countries tax those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so it is being mindful of, okay, 
are we putting on a financial burden on this missionary for right. what we're trying right. to give him to be a blessing? Mm-hmm. And it yeah. kind of backfires at yeah. times. Sure. And that, that happened uh, to us in Canada even, where, you know, a church with absolutely the best intentions, they loved us and we appreciate it. And this is not at all a complaint, but just maybe to inform people, uh, I remember getting the box and, you know, it was filled with things for our kids and the kids appreciated that. I remember somebody took the time to um, to sew, to hand sew a quilt for my wife and I that was in that box. We still use it to this day, 20-something years later. There were some precious items in that box, but I think if the church would have realized the amount of money I was going to pay in duty uh, when that arrived at my door, because... You know, when you go to the U.S. Post Office, they don't tell you, oh, by the way, whoever receives this is going to probably pay a hefty charge to get this through customs. I think if the church would have known that, they may not have sent that. They might have waited for us to come back and sent us home with it. And usually when you're going back to the field, at least for us in Canada, it was just a drive across the border. I realize in other areas where you're flying, it may be different. But we had an allowance that we could bring back, and we would not have incurred that cost. Uh, Again, I don't complain. We still cherish some of the things that were sent to us that day. But sometimes a missionary just doesn't have the finances to say, I won't accept that box. And then all of a sudden, what do they do? You know, they almost they have to accept the box. But now where do the finances come from to do make yeah. that happen? So the gift is a great idea, the package for the missionaries for a holiday, but it's just doing your homework before you mail yeah, it out. Absolutely. That's the key thing. A missionary in a foreign country, there is a way that they can use kind of, again, U.S. holidays as a ministry opportunity mm-hmm. where they're located at. Yes. Thanksgiving, I think, is a great absolutely. opportunity. Yep. Obviously, most countries don't have Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's a you know very specific U.S. holiday for the foundations of our nation. And I know some people who use that as a way, for example, in Australia, uh, they have give thanks with the Yanks. Okay. A family does that up mm-hmm. in the Northern Territory, and that creates an opportunity. They do a, a big spread of food, sure. and it allows them to connect with their community in a very fun mm-hmm. environment. And of course, then using that ultimately break down Absolutely. barriers with people yeah. for the cause of Christ. And so I think there's lots of opportunities for missionaries to use holidays mm-hmm. even as a ministry yeah. tool. I think so. I think that um, Thanksgiving is around the world often associated with the United States, but really Thanksgiving ought to be a Christian holiday. And it's a great opportunity. Uh, I like that idea. Thanks with the Yanks. You know, great opportunity to teach new Christians that part of the Christian life is being thankful. We have so much to be thankful for, the grace of God, our salvation, and on and on and on it goes. And uh, it shouldn't be a a uniquely American holiday to say, hey, we want to take a day to say thank you to our Creator. And so that's a tremendous opportunity. Uh, But what about those holidays on the foreign field that you encounter that maybe recognize things, religious practices, traditions that as Christians we really couldn't be on board with and couldn't really participate in. And what's the best way to handle that? How do you, for example, go to a foreign place that says, hey, we, we have a holiday where basically the only thing we do in this holiday is a lot of drinking and yeah. there's a lot of drunkenness and all. Yes. And what do you do? And how do you train new Christians, and, and what do you do as a family? When that be, that's a, a community holiday, it seems like everybody does it, and yet 
you know as a Christian you can't be involved with it. Yeah. Well, definitely I think that happens in almost every country where there'd be something like that. Take a country dominated with Hinduism. Well, they have so many festivals and so many celebrations that are all wrapped around Hindu gods. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, you don't want to in any way come across as partaking and of celebrating some right. false god. Mm-hmm. I think there are times definitely that the Christians there have to take a stand and say that we are not participating right. in it. You know, for the missionary, I think that's sort of easy because they, they look different so people can understand, okay, the mm-hmm. white guy or, you know, typically the, the Westerner is not participating in our thing. They just look at it, you're weird. It's hard, though, for a, a national Christian mm-hmm. to have the the boldness to say, you know what, we used to be a part of this, whether Mm -hmm. it be uh, something that is tied to a a god or some kind of religious connotations. Or or just something like Mardi Gras. Yeah, or something, exactly, or something that could just be an all-out licentious gathering. Mm -hmm. And for them to make that that stand to say, we are not going to do that anymore, that's a hard stand. What I've seen, uh, I think wisely, missionaries do and churches do, is kind of gather around that day, you know, and sure. maybe, maybe mm-hmm. hey, let's get together and pray, or let's just get together and have a lunch just mm-hmm. in our own, you know, kind of quiet lunch, or even maybe a church lunch or something, so that we're not participating in all that the society right. is doing right. as a whole, but mm-hmm. we are, we're giving you an alternative. Sure. You know, I mean, we do that here in the United States yeah. with certain holidays. We create Absolutely. alternatives, mm-hmm. and they do that kind of overseas as well, yeah. but it is a big moment of decision for some of those Christians in, in those places. Absolutely, and I, and I think you make a good point about gathering around those Christians here in the United States, there are very strong opinions about whether churches should do anything with with Halloween, for example, and should we have a harvest festival or should we not, and, and all those kind of things. This isn't the, the forum to have that conversation, but for a missionary on the foreign field who has a brand new Christian that's being discipled and and is living a completely different lifestyle now than all the people he's been raised or she's been raised with and all the traditions. I think it's absolutely wise that a missionary really surrounds those people on that day and lets them know, hey, there are other things we can do and we can stand together and we can take a stand for Christ together and and, and really encourage one another. Because if you don't and you leave them in a vacuum— you know, nature abhors a vacuum. Something, something's going to happen, mm-hmm. and and unfortunately, I think just human nature. Most of us don't have that fortitude, or or whatever you want to call it, to uh, say, you know, what I'm just going to take this stand alone. And yep. sometimes you have to do that, but but that's something that comes with Christian growth, and and so help that Christian grow on that day. Do something special with them. Maybe educate them on why you can't participate in a loving and kind way. I have seen and and uh, heard missionaries belittle those kind of holidays. I think that's counterproductive. Absolutely. Um, I think Absolutely. you just have to, from the Bible, explain to somebody, here's why we can't do this. Here's what we can do together. And we can strengthen and encourage one another on this day. Yeah, it, it creates a, a great testimony especially to those immediate family members of that national Christian mm-hmm. uh, 
because everyone else is off partying and in right. whatever sense it may be, and that guy's taking a stand. And so it really is a testimony. And, and obviously our prayer would always be that that creates a doorway for them to communicate why they're not doing it. Hey, I'm sure. not doing it anymore because I don't follow those gods or I don't go that mm-hmm. way of lifestyle anymore. I am doing this because I'm now a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so holidays are a holidays are a mixed bag. They could either totally uh, dis- discourage missionaries on the field. They could be great moments of bonding of, for missionaries together sure. on the field. They could be opportunities for witness for mm-hmm. missionaries on the field. And they are so opportunities for those Christians to take a stand as they change their lifestyle and, and practices uh, mm-hmm. because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Yes. So there's a lot that, that yeah. are wrapped around holidays. Yeah. And I think missionaries have to recognize the other thing that in that list that you mentioned is that they can be a pitfall. They can be a stumbling block if you don't handle them the right way. And so hopefully, you know, if there's missionaries that are, are part of this and listening into us right now, um, I would simply say this. Go to the field having a plan. Uh, but uh, like we tell our missionaries, often be fluid and, and learn that, you know, you, you can formulate a plan here in the United States. You might get there and find out your plan isn't going to work, but, but at least you've thought it through. And so when it comes, you're not surprised by it and you can adapt your plan. It's a lot easier to adapt your plan than to come up with a brand new plan all of a sudden. Oh, no, what are we going to do? Yeah. And so I think they need to do that and, and recognize that. Again, we go to foreign countries not as United States citizens, but as ambassadors for Christ, and yes. and uh, we represent the kingdom of Jesus Christ. and And if we can do that, I think we can break down a lot of barriers that that are there and are hard to get by with a lot of nationals. No, excellent. I think good thoughts, and hopefully that's a help to everyone who's listening today. Well, I appreciate the time, Tony, that we got to spend with each other on this. And of course, we encourage all of our listeners if they want any. Uh, of our previous podcasts, they can download or find them at uh, all the kind of the hot spots for, for podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all those things. Right. Uh, they can find us there. If anyone wants to email us and, or ask any questions or give some suggestions or, or even criticisms, they can find us at BIMI.org and they can sure. email us at SEA director at BIMI.org. That's for me. Or you can email Tony at far north director at BIMI.org. Uh, hopefully, this is a, a conversation that maybe a lot of people don't spend a lot of time thinking about, but will help them. Uh, here on the U.S. side, will help uh, churches and Christians to say, hey, you know what, holiday's coming. Let me do something to encourage a missionary. And hopefully missionaries learn to maybe plan and have something in place to know, what am I going to do when that holiday comes? And maybe even on the foreign field, how can I reach out and, and be a blessing and encouragement to those other missionaries that are on this field with me? So hopefully the Lord uses this and blesses it. And until next time, we hope you have a great week in the Lord. 